shorts in the city brought to you by the shit you have to go through on the daily grind a series of stories from my lifetime if your relationships are complicated so are mine denise sat at a kitchen table watching the empty driveway it was outside the empty house she could hear her cookie crisp cereal crunching loudly in her ears Her older brother, Pete, was out at football and she was waiting for her dad. Her dad dropped round the essentials every Saturday morning, hence why there wasn't enough milk on her cereal. Denise and Pete lived in the house. They used to live there with their mum and dad. Now mum's gone, dad had a breakdown and moved in with Anita. Anita was a chavvy hairdresser. Originally from Bexley Heath, with a vote leave bumper sticker still on her car from the Brexit vote. Dad drove the car to drop in the bits. He was timid, like a puppy that knew it deserved discipline. Normally between 9 and 11am. It was 11.35 now. He was late and Denise just couldn't wait for breakfast anymore. She could have put on the telly or the radio, but she just listened to the local sounds. The birds, roadworks, and neighbours clattering around next door. Saturday was her morning off. She didn't have school or work. She could do what she liked, but she mainly waited to see her dad and act bored with his existence when he arrived. Both her and her brother were helping with their dad's mortgage payments. They were a tribute act singing and dancing at functions, events and bar mitzvahs. There was even a section for divorce parties on the website Pete made, but they hadn't done one of those yet. Their mum had loved them performing together. Pete had always hated it. He liked football and cinema with his friends at the weekends, not driving to East Grinstead to compete in the song and dance duet section of the dance festival there. His mum had said he could quit when he was 16. He was 17 and a half now, but he couldn't now because of Denise. Denise loved it and him. Denise loved her dad too. Sometimes. Well, when he wasn't with Anita. When he wasn't with Anita, he would ruffle her long, wavy blonde hair and call her his golden girl, and she would scowl at him, absolutely delighted. She would be filled with a glow she used to feel when she finished doing a living room performance for her mum and dad, and her dad used to say, Look at that little starlet, golden girl, the most beautiful girl in the world. Don't go breaking hearts, Denise. Well, she hadn't. She had nice hair, but she had spots, maybe from hormones, maybe from stress. Fourteen years old and no shattered hearts. Yet. When Anita was there with Dad... She would tell Denise she had split ends and her hair was dead and needed a cut and that she'd do it. Denise would never let Anita cut her hair. Shots in the city! Maybe because he is late, he'll bring some extra treats like a chocolate Yazoo milkshake. She could get it herself. She was earning. They earned 25 quid each for their 45 minute set and they did a couple a week. They had a regular one as Sonny and Cher at the local Italian. Sometimes, if they got a booking far away, she would have to bunk school, meet her brother and get the train. 
they'd get Mackie D's at Victoria on those days. Denise was very talented. Pete was okay. He could sing before his voice broke and he was still a good dancer and had loads of charm. The car pulls into the drive. Denise sees the light carrier bag. No Yazoo. Still in your PJs, her dad said. <laughs> Lazy girl, as he entered the kitchen. She rolled her eyes. Dad put the radio on and started unpacking the shopping. It feels eerie and quiet. Are you gonna go out with your friends? No, Denise said. Why not go to leisure center? Go swimming, you like swimming. Denise had hated swimming since she started her period and she had a humiliating moment when Emily, cool girl in the year above, had noticed her tampon string hanging out and told some of the lifeguards and everyone was laughing until one of the lifeguards came to tell her so everyone would stop laughing. So, yeah, Denise could not go swimming anymore. Nah. Are you bored, Denise? Only boring people get bored. She was repeating his words back to him. She was being cold. She wanted him to hug her really bad. That's the one golden girl. Is golden balls at football? Yep. Every Saturday till two. Ah oh, well, sad to have missed him. He didn't hug her today. Not in a mean way, he just didn't. She was being cold so it obviously hadn't felt right for him to lean in. She went to the fridge, opened the new milk, and poured some extra on her cereal. Pete got home to an empty house with just Denise sitting on the sofa. He could feel the small terrace property like a huge deserted space, gaping with Denise's need. He was muddy from football and slightly pissed because they didn't win, but it was like any light in him turned off when he stepped inside. Denise's light turned on. She shouts from the sofa, not taking her eyes off the TV, thrilled at Pete's arrival and not showing it. Pete! Did he come? Yeah, he was fine. She wasn't here. He still has that bumper sticker on the car and he didn't bring any milkshake. Well, he only brings the essentials. He only brought milkshakes that time because he bumped into our neighbour at the petrol station and he wanted to look sweet in front of Mrs Amberley. He said sad to miss you. He's sad to miss me every week. He knows I have football. Denise wanted her brother to stay invested in the conversation so contemplated saying something nasty about her dad. Who was, by most accounts, a dickhead. Shots in the city! Have you rehearsed the songs for tonight? Denise, I'm going in the shower. Did you win? She had the shower turn on, and that meant no. They chatted on the train. Pete was funny. They had a great time. Denise sang well. Denise was desperate for Pete to give her a compliment. She'd improved. He flicked his too long hair out of his face, as their mum would have done when she hadn't tidied her hair up to do the washing up. She wasn't here to tell him to get it now. 
Pete looked like their mum and behaved like their dad. Pete was blind to Denise. He was just drifting. There were women in the audience swooning, and a really pretty girl slipped him her number. He didn't tell Denise. She'd seen. She saw everything. She was convinced he's going to fall in love with a girl and leave her. At home with the house, the essentials, the ten-minute drop-ins and the Saturday morning TV. People like Pete, and he doesn't try. He doesn't need anything. Denise tries. She really tries. She watches him on the train home, sitting on his phone. Is he going to text that girl? The girl looked a little like me, Denise thought silently. I should say that. It would put him off, she mused. Denise was very off-putting, she had decided. They stopped off at the Tesco at the end of the road. Pete went in and Denise waited outside. She felt a little sad. Not badly, just because their time was over and she didn't feel like she'd used it properly or been a good version of herself. On Sunday, he'd be at Waitrose all day. Pete walked out and handed Denise a big bottle of chocolate Yazoo. She smiled. She was seen. And calm. They'd had a great time. Thank you.